0: put
1: your paws up because you were born this way baby hello everyone and welcome to what's your jersey podcast i'm your host Jacqueline lamar fuji i just got really really into that like i feel like i was doing weird qu- kristen wig from bridesmaids i'm so excited dancing uh anyway, thank you for joining. I hope everyone's having a fabulous day or night drive or whatever you're doing right now while you're listening. I hope it's, it's something great. Um, or if it's not, I hope this podcast is making it go by faster. Um, what's your Jersey is where we find out where people are from and how they got to where they are with a little mix of sports and pop culture in there. So anyone can talk, you know, current events shit for the week. Uh, This week, my guest actually is a returning guest. She has so much amazing advice and information that she gives. She's a comedian, actress, producer, just a brand ambassador. And um, we talk a lot about, you know, planning trips. And she actually just got back from doing a huge comedy tour overseas in Europe. And she planned the entire thing. And so I definitely, definitely recommend you staying tuned staying tuned until the very end because she gives really good advice, especially about, you know, raising money for a trip or planning a tour or whatever. So I definitely recommend that. Also, she is about to film a comedy special at the venue on the same day that her wedding was supposed to be at the venue. And, um, She tells all the details about that. She is still engaged, but the wedding has been put off. Um, And so we talk a lot about weddings and wedding crashing and... um, also, we play a really fun game of Would You Rather, and there's some great questions on there that are perfect if you're ever in a situation where you don't know someone, you're trying to break the ice, or, you know, good, like, first date questions. So there's so much jam-packed into this episode. I could have talked to my guest Natasha Pearl Hansen, for hours, um, and she's also really hilarious and just awesome. Like you guys listening. So I definitely, I definitely am excited for this episode. Uh, before we get to her, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I love hearing from you. Uh, it was great. I posted on an Instagram story asking what you guys wanted to hear more of, and you definitely had many opinions and I love hearing from you and I will have more of my friends on a lot of people like that. And, um, shockingly, you know, a lot of you want more athletes. Not shockingly. That's cool. I'll try to get more on here. Um, so yeah, I, uh, definitely appreciate it when you rate, review, and subscribe. Please share the podcast with your friends. That's the best way to find out about podcasts. I'm going to recommend Natasha's podcast, Future Role Model, for you guys because I try to every week tell you about a new podcast or tell you what I'm listening to. I also deep binged, um, the Netflix show Dead to Me, I, if you haven't watched it, I, I recommend it. Uh, Christina Applegate is amazing. I feel like she's the best friend we all want and never had. Uh, it's pretty dark, which is cool because it's from uh, Judd Apatow and um, uh, Will Ferrell. And a, it's awesome. So I definitely recommend watching that. I also want to know what you guys thought about Wine Country. I'm not going to lie. I was underwhelmed, a little disappointed. I'm obsessed with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and it was just kind of like, oh, hmm okay didn't have all the feels maybe it's because I wasn't drinking wine I was I was forcing myself to stay home and uh, try to get over being sick so I just watched it by myself um, hopped up on Benadryl so maybe I should give it another try with wine I don't know you guys let me let me know your thoughts on this one and the way you can do that you can email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com or you can just reach out on social media at Jacquelinemar Fuji so it's at and then J A C L Y N M A R F U G G I. I also post all my comedy shows on social media, so there's that. Um, if you are in Los Angeles tonight, there's the Fuck Mary Kill show that I co-host and produce with Luciana Katika and Walker Hayes and Christine Casagrande. That's at the Garage in Culver City. It starts at 8:30 p.m. We will be starting it next month, actually at the Belmont in West Hollywood. So I will give you guys details on that. And then if you're also in the Los Angeles area, um, next Wednesday, I'm not sure what that date is. Uh, I will be at the Haha ha Cafe. I think the show starts at eight o'clock. That's Wednesday, May 22nd. So definitely come out to that. It's such a good lineup. It's always a fun show. It's a good time. I was there last night. Um, so yeah, I love to see you guys at shows. It makes me very happy. And please come say hi and take pictures and do all the things. Um, I also have the amazing company, Lively. I have a special treat for you guys. Uh, I'm going to talk more about it later on in the podcast, but I just want to let you know for a limited time, you can get $10 off your first order by visiting wearlively.com slash jersey. That's W-E-A-R L I V E L Y dot com slash jersey. That's capital J E R S E Y. And the promo code at checkout, guess what? It's Jersey. So just again, capital J E R S E Y at checkout, and you get $10 off your first order. I mean, how cool is that? Again, wear lively.com, wearlively.com, W E A R L I V E L Y dot com. And Cool thing about that. I feel like I didn't wish you guys a happy Mother's Day last week. It was this past weekend. So I hope you guys all had a fabulous Mother's Day. But if you still owe your mom a present, I definitely think she would be obsessed with getting a really cool um leisure. That's their term. Um, Either a really cool bra or they have a lot of loungewear, athletic wear, there's bathing suits, there's everything. So I definitely recommend you going on and you get ten dollars off your first order now because of me. Um all right, guys, that's it. Let's cut to the chase. I love my guest. She's a very close friend of mine. She's amazing. I hope you all are as inspired by her as I am. She's such a go getter and she, you know. Makes you feel bad about sitting on the couch and watching TV. (laughs) No, she's awesome. Um, So please enjoy Miss Natasha Pearl Hanson. All right, meatballs, my guest. I have a return guest this week. Yay! Yay! I'm so happy. I feel like she's basically on a higher level than the most interesting man in the world. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we have a lot to get to. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because I feel like I had... I think you were my like third or fourth guest on the podcast. Yes, I
0: was early. And yeah. so that's what I, we were just talking about before recording. But I was like, how far are you in now? Because I don't know. I've just known Jacqueline forever. And I was yeah. like, holy crap, you're already in your hundreds of episodes. I know.
1: It's, it's a thing. Thank you, Meatballs, for still listening to these yes. episodes and- over 100-ish in ish episodes
0: and yeah thank you for feeding me meatballs by the way I was Jacqueline is so amazing with her
1: meatball oh feedings. stop <laughs> we're all jealous um that amazing fabulous voice that you guys just heard is the none other than stand-up comedian actress writer producer um fitness model you've been in mel i can't talk men's health magazine you've done so much shit. you just got back from a huge european tour we're gonna get into all of it and she's hot as fuck also and i'm gonna just pick her brain and ask her how i can get hot as fuck oh you're amazing okay
0: guys natasha pearl Hansen is here hi Hi. (laughs) hello
1: what's going on how's your day going
0: my day is actually really good um I was just telling you when I got here, but I'm prepping to shoot my special and I'm about to release all that information. Yes. And I got some good news today from the venue just about things being less expensive than I was hoping that they would be. So um, that's always a good we piece like that. Of news. Yeah, we like discounts.
1: <laughs> we like to slash prices. We love that. Yes. I, I feel like I'm just leaning into that now. I never used to be like that which is why I probably never have money because right. I literally am like, you know what? Charge me more. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pay full price. I'll pay
0: double. Yeah. In fact. Like, well, uh... And it's something I don't feel bad about now. Cause I know, um, I, I've been doing a lot of partnerships lately mm. and when you're, doing a partnership it's that it's just that where you're benefiting everyone's benefiting from each other yeah so i know i have something to offer at this point i didn't always have something to offer but now i'm like
1: bitches i got some stuff to give <laughs> yeah well i feel like you also like fake it until you make it like you're really good and mm-hmm. just being like yeah i can do it and yeah. just making
0: it so, but i do i mean i'll just set a date like that's what we did with the europe tour we just set dates and we were like well now we have to do it because we said we were going to and same with this special i'm like I- this is already set in stone. So Mm -hmm. like now I have no choice. I can't back out. Can we tell
1: everyone why the date was set in stone for your special?
0: (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) the special is going to be called, I was supposed to get married today and it's happening on my actual wedding day at my actual wedding venue. So instead of getting married, I'm doing a full-on comedy special, um, basically about why I'm not getting married. (laughs)
1: Perfect. But I'm staring at her big, shiny rock. She is still, in fact, with her fiancé. Yes, I am. Yes. So there's a silver lining at the end. It's beautiful.
0: But a lot of people think, you know, when they hear this, they're like, oh, is everything okay? Or are you going to bash weddings? Or do you hate your fiancé? And it's none of those things. Like, I'll definitely make fun of weddings a lot because Mm -hmm. I think the whole... Stigma and pressure and expectations are just ridiculous. It's gotten so out of hand. I mean, I I see people go into so much debt for their wedding day you know, I'm going to profit on my wedding day instead of going to debt, you know, like to me, this is so much cooler. (laughs) Um, also
1: Natasha is a wedding crasher. Oh my God.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. And I'm about to crash another one. Can you please tell them how you've parlayed this recent St. Croix comedy trip? (laughs) into just you know you're going there you're crashing a wedding it's being taken care of yes yeah
0: how did this happen um well for my 34th birthday this year uh when I talk about this on stage recently too but 34 is kind of one of those years where you're in between the milestone years so nobody really does anything and I was like this year I want to do something for myself and I'd always wanted to crash a really high-end wedding and so I got some tips from friends and I have a whole story on my Instagram page, uh, saved as a highlight, but I crashed at like a billionaire's wedding
1: and recorded was it like the whole thing. Was like a Persian princess? Like it looked very just
0: Yeah, it was like extra. a mix of lots of stuff. Um, there was definitely some like Jewish dancing at the end okay. and then like, it was like part it, it was like Persian, Jewish, and probably like Scandinavian mix. It was like a couple blonde people that I'm just like, where did you come from? <laughs> um, but it was like, It was a very well-to-do family and they totally just embraced me and it was so fun. And so
1: how did you find out? Like, I want to know the detective work that went into figuring out this is the wedding I'm going to go to. This is how I'm going to crash it. You went with your fiance, right? Yes. I made him go with me because I'm terrible.
0: Um (laughs) But uh, I used to, when I first moved to Los Angeles, work at the Four Seasons Mm So we got a tip that there was a big wedding happening and I was like, Oh, this is the perfect weekend. It's like my, it's my birthday weekend. So we did a little bit of digging on this family and it's a family. I'll tell you after the podcast, cause they're very well known here. Um, <laughs> but it's a family that owns a big hotel chain. And okay. so as soon as I saw the, the guy's last name, I was like, Oh my gosh, I know these people I've produced stuff for this hotel before. Um, years ago I shot some stuff for this hotel and, um, so I knew enough about part of the family and I was like, this is really scary. Cause I know how powerful they are. <laughs> if they, if they, <laughs> if they find out I'm not supposed to be there, like they could totally have me murdered, oh my God, but they're really nice people. They're like nice people. So I didn't think that, that that's not the first thing I thought, but I was like, this is definitely yeah. risky unless I just do it well. And then started trying to research the bride to be. Because you can find everything online. It's just scary. But all her accounts are private. So we had to find her brother. So... That's great. Basically, the story we had fabricated was this elaborate story about meeting her brother at a camp, you know, years prior and we were just going to be like a long lost her brother seemed very outgoing like he's the type that would know a lot of people and maybe drink a lot and forget and forget that he like (laughs) invited somebody fun at like an event or something so we were like oh we you know we'll just say that we were at this event and he was like yeah you got it you have got to come to my sister's wedding and we just showed up but we we didn't really even need the story really they, nobody really asked us. We looked so good. Yeah. Like nobody really questioned oh, our gorgeous. existence. And
1: I mean, <laughs> Natasha's fiance is a model yes. and is like beautiful too. In like a very manly masculine way. Yes. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like
0: I, it just looked like you belonged there. Yeah. And they, like when, right when we got there, the speeches were finishing up. So there was this foyer set up with, um, you know, like desserts and snacks and a red carpet like photographer and the photographer pulls us onto the red carpet right away and starts snapping our pictures and they're going up on this giant like billboard thing yeah and they put us right after the bride and groom oh my god so it was like bride and groom's picture us and then like the brother of the bride's picture and then the
1: mom of the bride's picture so like during the course of all these events you're you're partying like you're eating their f- drinking yes have, like living your drinking best life top shelf
0: very top shelf things oh like god we drank probably like
1: thousands of dollars worth of liquor oh, that sure. night sure. I'm sure like their bottom shelf tequila was 1942.
0: Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> nobody was even ordering that. It was like Fortaleza Añejo or something that we were oh ordering and god. like every every type of liquor they had came in some sort of golden
1: box like <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. That sounds about right. So, yeah. at what point did it did the like joke get out?
0: Um not Not really. I mean, at the end of the night, we had been, towards the end of the night, we had been invited to the head table to sit because people, old people were starting to filter out. We had been on the dance floor all night and I was dancing with grandpa. I had all these like bucket list items to check off and I got them all already. And um, when we started to sit with like the parents and stuff, we were like, we're going to get found out. And so we just had to keep on the dance floor because... Nobody can really ask you questions if you're moving around. Yeah, yeah. And then at one point, I think it was probably close to midnight. We were like, all right, we're going to get out of here before anybody finds us out. And so we just kind of snuck out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you ever meet the brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brother, Um, you mean that night? Yeah. Yeah, th- that's actually my favorite part is that the brother, <laughs> the brother came up to us on the dance floor and I was like filming him from on my story oh. and I was like, Um, How happy you are that we're here. And he was like, bitch, we waited for you all night. And then, like, screamed into my camera. And I was like, what? Wow. So I had, like, gotten the selfie with the bride. I got the dance with grandpa. I got the got the brother acknowledging us.
1: (laughs) That is so fucking cool and amazing. And I'm surprised you don't do this every weekend. I really want to. I actually
0: want to take the footage and pitch it as a show that I would like pro wedding crash around the world.
1: 100%. And I feel like you will do this and you will make it happen. (laughs) And I definitely want to crash it with you. Can I be like your girlfriend? Yes. 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 Okay. We can be like a couple... It'll be a whole thing because Justin probably doesn't
0: want to go to a wedding every weekend. No, no, no. And it's no. definitely not his thing. Like no. I can, I feel like
1: I can just fit in wherever with, with I different brides. Yeah. Yeah. We can no. just. Like Jen Glantz. Have you had her on your podcast yet? No. The and I want to. I hear higher. she's great. She's awesome. Uh, Yeah. I feel like you could like partner up with her mm. and I could somehow come in as like, I don't know, a choreographer for like wedding dances. I, oh, I, love, know. It. I yes. love it. I love it. Yes. I um. this morning. Actually, my main squeeze woke up and he was like, well, I'm trying to process a dream I just had. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you threw me a surprise wedding last night.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, what? That would be a TV
0: show in itself. Oh like surprise. God. We're getting married now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. And the only thing he was mad about was that I invited the wrong friends. <laughs> <laughs> like the a group wasn't available so you went for the
0: b group of friends exactly everybody has that i've seen people plan their weddings before they have like their a list oh totally and then their b then and this is why i couldn't go down like the wedding planning thing to me planning a a special is way less stressful than planning a wedding and i don't know why (laughs) but my brain just works this way yeah and you know, I had to email with the venue today like a rough outline and I was like, basically the only work is going to be like the last 3 hours. Okay. And then after that it's the after party and before that it's nothing happening oh cuz we're just, you know, it's just filming. Yeah. So once we're done, we're done. That's awesome. And so, you know, with a wedding, it's like an all-day thing and you're like producing it till the end.
1: I think it's really hard and granted I've never had my own wedding. Um I think it's really hard to stay in the moment and actually have a good time and not be like stressed out and yeah. anxious and not have it fly by. That's what mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people saying to brides, like just yeah. really try to enjoy it and stay present and just like let other people do it.
0: That's why I want to do when I, when I try to have my third, third go round at this wedding, which I hear the third <laughs> time is a charm. charm. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what I don't want to make any exceptions. Like this time I had tried to do it in the Midwest to make it easier for everybody. And I I didn't want that. I wanted an island wedding, like five days with everybody. So you have plenty of one-on-one time because trying to cram one-on-one time and congratulatory chats and life chats into a few hours is so stressful for anybody. If you're really trying to enjoy it, you know, for me, I'd rather just be on like, a plot of land for, like, five days with everybody I love. Oh, my God. And then be able to have, like, those chats with everybody as they come naturally and not feel, like, you know...
1: Forced. The- I feel like you'll find someone to just give you an island for the weekend. Yeah, whoever has an island, uh, who can has you an island? me up? <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And I know a lot of people, like, bitch about destination weddings. Um, I feel like it's more, like, in your, like, mid-20s because you're kind of more poor then. But now I feel like I have so many friends who are, like coupled or married or whatever they're like please give us a wedding that we can make into a vacation yes an excuse to go somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah and i find that the weddings were like it's like a three-day even i don't know if i've done a five-day thing
0: that's like a lot a five-day thing one of my friends did it um a couple it was three summers ago it was in montana okay on a ranch oh and so the big house was this giant log cabin that had a bunch of bunks in it and then the downstairs was where her the groom were staying But it had like all these different common areas. Then there was a back house that used to be like where the, it was like the bootstrappers house or whatever you call it. Like, and all the boys kind of stayed out there. And then people that came in a day or two later had campers and tents and were camping out. Okay. Was it like lamping or was this like
1: hardcore? Yeah,
0: it was. It was. And we like played beer pong in the yard every night. There was a hot tub. There was, we were just running around on this property. And so when it came time for the wedding day, it was like day five. So we all just had to like get our shit on and then walk like a hundred yards. It was amazing. Oh, I love that. And we all got to be such close friends that, you know, it just, it changes the experience when you're with people for that chunk of time. Oh yeah. So wait, you're flying to St.
1: Croix to crash another wedding.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm doing, um, yeah, I'm headlining a show. Um, just, I've done, this will be my third time performing on St. Croix, uh, next week. I
1: don't know when this comes out. But Uh, literally in like uh, a few hours. Oh, sweet. Okay. (laughs) So
0: Thursday, um, May 23rd, uh, my show already sold out, which is great. So (laughs) and uh, yeah, so I'm doing my show then and then. I was asked to crash a wedding on Saturday. Uh-huh. So I will be crashing that wedding legally. Legally. Um,
1: yeah. Can people get arrested for this?
0: Which is, well, <laughs> now I'm just, now I'm just really want to make it into a job. Like I want to keep crashing weddings. I'm not supposed to, so I can keep getting invited to weddings. I really want to go to exactly. that. I don't
1: belong at. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what is that? I feel like a lot of people don't like weddings, which is weird, but like, I love them. Like you get to eat, you get to dance. You get, to Oh, I think rain. they're the most fun. I love getting, to I hated stop. them when
0: I was a kid. Cause they were always for boring. Boring older people, but like... Now we're boring older people. Now we're boring older people that like to get really fucked up. Yeah. And uh, yes. you know, it's just fun to like meet meet the crazy aunt and like do, you know... And I'm going to be the plus one at this one. I, I won't have a, a sidekick. Okay. Which the plus one is the best situation because... There's no No obligation on you. You just look cute. You can just be around. Yeah. And like if you're off in the corner doing something weird, they're like, oh, we're just, she's just the plus one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you don't have to do anything special. It's pretty hands-free. Oh my God. No, (laughs) I love it.
1: And you know what's funny? I thought I, I was recently on, um, the main squeezes podcast and they asked me all these, would you rather questions? And I feel like these are good. If you are a plus one or like, You know, like to get conversations starting with complete strangers that you don't know. I love that. Um, And I feel like these are also uh, on the last episode I had Daniel Francesi on Mm -hmm. and he gave this whole like five guys you should date to actually like meet the one or weed out people thing and everyone responded really well to dating and tips so this is a tip for dating or crashing a wedding or trying to start a conversation with a complete stranger sweet so let's do it. i'm going to ask you would you rather questions okay um i picked a few that i thought might pertain to you okay <laughs> would you rather take an action-packed european vacation or spend two weeks at the same caribbean resort
0: action-packed European vacation. <laughs> she must love Europe because, guys, she just got back from just doing got that. Back. <laughs> um, I'm not much of a resort person. I never have been. No. I don't like the safety of a resort. Um, I went... To- I stayed at resorts. She
1: likes things dangerous. She likes the like element of on maybe the dying. Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. And that's like such a weird way to put it, but it's true. I she think... climbs a lot of shit when she gets drunk.
0: Yes. It's... I, I had this conversation with Jacqueline, but you have to watch out for me in Manhattan because scaffolding <laughs> is like <laughs> drunk Natasha's favorite toy. Have you ever actually gotten
1: <laughs> injured from doing that?
0: Yes. You have? Yeah. Um, yes. Ten years ago, I think it was. I was... It might have been like 11 was my first time performing in New York for, um, UCB, um, Del Close Comedy Festival. Mm. And I climbed some scaffolding and I fell off of it. I think I was only on story number two and I kind of hit a fence on the way down, but it's okay. I ended up jabbing through part of my t-shirt in the back. So I didn't know that I was hurt and, but my t-shirt was white. And so somebody later was like, you're bleeding. And I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) But I ended up um meeting up with a friend I hadn't seen for a while in Chicago, uh from Chicago and uh crashing on his couch that night and uh I was fine. <laughs> Good
1: for you. Whatever. I survived. No big deal. Yeah, she's a climber.
0: I'm a climber. Yeah.
1: I like that about you. <laughs> I, I even think we I saw you on Thanksgiving and our friend Crystal Marie has been oh my on the God. podcast. There was like a weird like workout equipment apparatus thing outside our apartment. And I actually have a picture of you hanging on it.
0: Oh, my God. Uh See, and that was the part of the night that I don't remember. I had been drinking wine and eating meatballs only all day that day (laughs) with Lori Douglas. (laughs) And then by the time we met up with you, (laughs) we went to an Italian restaurant to end our night.
1: (laughs) And I fell asleep there. You fell asleep. I don't know what. I think I just like got up from the table and left. Like, I, was, I it was so thanks happy. Like I was so God, Thanksgiving you know drunk. Thanksgiving always <laughs> ends that way. And Easter always <laughs> does. Because Easter is a brunch holiday. I'm always like, why do I get so drunk on Easter? Yeah,
0: because you start early. You start so
1: early and you're yep. having fun. And then you go like, we that I was with family. That I'm always with family. But yeah, it's always <laughs> a shit show in the totally. best way ever. In the best way. Okay. Um, would you rather save up your money for a house or spend it on food Fun adventures, spending <laughs>
0: on fun adventures, baby. Yeah, I,
1: didn't I don't have to... like
0: taking care of houses. No,
1: <laughs> not enjoying <into laughs> it. I don't think I'm a homeowner type. Not your thing. I'm a condo, I'm a condo type chick. I, I respect that. Uh-huh. I do. Um, would you rather be incredibly happy but alone forever or unhappy but with the love of your life?
0: I don't think you can be unhappy with the love of your life, right? right? Isn't that sad? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. If you're not perfectly happy, then don't be with the person forever, right? Yeah. But obviously, I'd rather be happy and alone. Happiness comes from within everybody.
1: Oh, guys. That was so deep. That's so deep. Call her Oprah. Um, (laughs) 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 Would you rather have no one to drink with on your birthday or no one to drink with on New Year's Eve? Ooh. That's a tough one. Guys, I hope you're playing along while listening to this.
0: I would rather have no one to drink with on my birthday. Okay. I think I'd prefer to drink with people on New Year's Eve. I'm not much of a New Year's Eve going out person, but I like staying in and being with homies on New Year's Eve. Okay. And yeah. ringing in the new year with like, I'd rather bring in the new year, something everybody can celebrate than have a day that I'm like, it's about me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. No, that makes sense. I don't know. I like that. Would would you rather hear the voices of dead people or see their ghosts? Oh, fuck. I know. Oh, that just gave me the heebies.
0: Oh my God. That would fuck with me so hard. I had a dream the other night, actually, that I saw the ghost of my grandpa. Oh, that's cool. And I probably did probably because it was coming up on his anniversary of passing. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, and I actually saw him, but I woke up like not in fear, I've never had like a scary ghost dream or situation happen, but like I woke up being like, oh, he's here. And then he wasn't obviously. Yeah. Um. But I would rather have heard something from him totally than see him because okay. seeing him didn't really like do anything for me, but I would, I would, that man was so wise. I'm like, man, I wish I could like hit up my elders that have passed and be like, what do I do? And have them be like, boom, 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 you know, just <laughs> tell me
1: I have a theory about that. Yeah. So Oprah always says, I'm going to pray on it Mm -hmm. when someone like asks her a question and she doesn't like say yes right away to everything. Yeah. And I feel like if you just sit in a room and like kind of decide on one thing and then sit with it and just, I feel like the inner voices, if you pray on it, like would be your grandparents or someone like like, a
0: resonating feeling of it, of it, it's going to work out. Like that's that's honestly what I did with this special thing, because I wasn't sure for the longest time if I should just like let the wedding date go and just pay the money for canceling Ugh, or if I should. I've been him hawing around between the, these two ideas since probably January. Yeah. And I've really sat with the idea a couple different times and I and I finally got like peace with it probably a, a, f- a couple weeks ago while we were in Europe. Actually, I was like, oh, this is what I need to do. And Which I is know funny now. because
1: talking to you before you went to Europe, I was like, I feel like you're going to get a lot of answers to certain questions. Yeah. And you need to take this time to really like. Yeah, you were right. Mm-hmm. Think through your shit. Mm-hmm. I've had a weird, scary ghost experience where like, I don't know if it was ghost. I don't know what it was, but like there was like a period of time and I still live in this condo and I haven't had that experience. Knock <gasps> on wood. This was, was this p- recently? No, this was probably like three or four years ago i had something the first night i moved in i had something um and i feel like there was maybe like a presence or a spirit or something that came to me that was like hi i'm around here knock knock (laughs) yeah and i've had the same thing where i've woken up and like felt like a grandparent like sitting on the end of the bed and like looking at me and that never scared me that was always like a very calming like okay this is happening kind of a thing and then it goes away. But I remember there was one night where I woke up and it was happening like repeatedly um, where I felt it felt like someone was like needing my side. Like it Weird. literally like I just I felt like and I had always heard in like those scary movies or I don't know where that you can feel stuff. You can feel it. But also you're just supposed to say go away. I probably sound like a crazy person,
0: but I finally was like, no, but that, but I think everybody can be honest about the fact that the spirit world exists, yeah. whatever way you think it does is fine. But like, exactly things, there's a lot going on on this planet and beyond oh the my planet. God. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think sometimes whether it comes to you in a dream or in a vision or in a feeling yeah. or physically, physically like that, like it all means something I don't know what but
1: yeah and I think it's also cool if you're like aware of it like Mm -hmm. also like certain I I've talked about it before on the podcast like pings like things that like pop up that you can pay attention to but if you're so like just crazy busy and not like really present in the moment you might miss Mm -hmm. you know I think stuff like that your grandparents or like whoever's passed away in your life that means a lot to you I think that pops up yeah every now and again too what was it
0: that I was it wasn't I don't think it was you but somebody was saying that they um, somebody that was in their life used to collect a certain type of coin I don't know if it was nickels or dimes or something and then they'd find them around the house all the time oh that's so cool <laughs> and, and stuff like that you know and those are things that I'm like whether they just end up there or not it's something that that person particularly was paying attention to so every time they'd find one they'd be like yay they're talking to me I love you know that. and so whatever it is for you just make it that make yeah. it a good thing I guess unless it's like a creepy white lady coming out of your closet at night yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember being but... so terrified when I was a little kid mm. because my I had like my bathroom was attached to my bedroom but to get to it I had mirrored closet, oh, like doors, the, mirrors. the walkway. Do you know how terrifying as a kid when mm. you thought Bloody Mary existed? Mm-hmm. I literally would not go to the bathroom. Like I would probably wet the bed before I walked through that mirrored hallway. Nope. I dark. wouldn't do it either. So fucking scary. Nope. <laughs> no, no, thank not. you. Mirrors
0: in the dark were not my friend <laughs> as a child. Nope. <laughs> And I and I didn't like my stuffed animals staring at me when I was a kid no. either. I would cover them all up They're with blankets so when I went to sleep. My mom would be like, why do you want to cover them up? And I made up a story that I wanted them all to have comfy beds. <laughs> but I covered all my animals up. Hilarious. <laughs> so they wouldn't look at me at night. Oh, my God. I and that's why it. parents shouldn't let kids watch Chucky.
1: Or scary movies. Or scary movies. Just oh. hold off until they're like 11. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a little bit. I'm 11. Yeah, but you can't. I age. feel like you can't censor anything anymore, though. No. I used to sneak movies. I used to sneak everything. Yeah, because we want to be the cool kid. I
0: watched Chucky e when I was five, and I regretted it from the day I watched
1: it. I didn't know what regret meant yet, but I knew, I knew that I felt it. Also, like... I used to love like scary movies, like anything about ghosts. I loved it until I finally like had like experiences and now I'm like, oh, fuck no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, and as you get
0: older, you're just kind of more open-minded to stuff too. Oh, I, yeah. You know, like now I like to hear different people's stories about whatever, whether it's, you know, whether it be ghost stuff or, you know, just life in general. I, I'm like, I just... Believe everybody's stories are true. Oh God, <laughs> that sounds I so weird, it. but no, I hear somebody say something and I'm like, oh yeah, that for sure happened to them, at least in their brain it did. So <laughs> good, for them. Yeah, good for them. And this is very fascinating in the meantime <laughs> for me. So we all win.
1: That's a special story for someone. <laughs> exactly. I love that. You know what else I love? Being around women like Natasha that are smart, sexy, healthy active, and really outgoing. I mean, like-minded women. And you know what? That's exactly what the Lively brand is all about. What's Lively, you guys ask? It's bras and undies that blur the aesthetic lines of lingerie, active, and swim, taking the best elements of high style and comfort from each category. And Lively is establishing an entirely new category and point of view of lingerie And a movement that they call Leisure. Ooh, that's so sexy and like cool. It just, it sounds luxe. It it glides off the tongue. Um, I'm obsessed with this brand. You guys have heard me talk about it before, but the lively bras and undies are incredible and they're so pretty and cool. And like, you you just feel cool when you wear them. Lively is where high style meets ultimate comfort. It's soft fabrics and it's very loungeworthy. The way it fits is incredible. And there's so many details. I love classic with an edge and I feel like they have these clever little details that support your life. You can wear it all day and it's honestly the most comfortable bra I've ever worn. Um, and I, I love it. And I've told everyone that comes in contact with me to get Lively bras. Basically, the Lively brand is built for women by women, to inspire them to live life passionately, purposefully, and confidently. And it empowers them with community and products and experiences to do so. They even have a podcast, guys. Um, just go on their website. It's wherelively.com. It's W-E-A-R-L-I-V-E-L-Y.com. And you can find all the things I just talked about. Another cool thing is that they're all about different body types and styles with their range of bras. And you guys can see even from the models that are on their website. Um, the bras are available in 32A to 44DDD. Come on. I mean, it's so inclusive for women and of all shapes and sizes. And you can choose from bralettes, t-shirt bras, push-up bras, plunge bras, no-wire bras. It's all your go-to pieces, basically. Um, and the best part about it is it's one price for all the bras in any color, style, and size. So at Lively, they believe in charging one price for all women, not a, a higher price for a bigger bra. It's all the same price, guys. Um, one of the cool things I, I've i been telling everyone that asks because I am obsessed with their lace strapless bra. I think it's one of the most popular strapless bras out there right now. I think it is the most popular actually. And the cool thing about it is I got complimented. I wore it. I was dancing in a show. And if you can wear a strapless bra when you're dancing and sweating and still feel super cute. And I was wearing like a sheer mesh top over it and it stayed up. It was so supportive. And also I felt really sexy in it. Um, actually, I just told fellow podcaster Hannah Brown from the Brown Eyed Unicorn to go on the website and order the bra immediately because she was asking about strapless bras. Um, and it's just so comfortable and it's so pretty. And I, I love that it's sexy, but also functional, guys. Um, I was dancing in it on stage and it stayed on, it stayed up and it, it made the girls look real cute. Um, and they're so innovative. Um, you find the perfect fit. There's a fit guide and it features lively customers. And it's a a very, very easy step-by-step process for any bra type that finds the fit that's perfect for you. So it's so easy. You guys, I, I kid you not. It's, amazing and you're going to be obsessed with it and you're going to want to order everything on the website because it's all so freaking cute. And also it's easy returns. There's a prepaid shipping label included in every package. So it's no hassle. It's like no commitment. You just get it. You're going to be obsessed with it. Your boyfriend, the guy you're hooking up with, whoever, girlfriend, I don't know. Everyone compliments my lively bras. I just have to say that. Also, I spoke last week about how I wore their string bikini and I felt very cute and I can't wait to get it in other colors. Um, They also have really adorable one-piece bathing suits. Um, So definitely check those out on the website. I definitely want you guys to to take advantage of this offer for a limited time, you get $10 off your first order by visiting wearlively.com slash jersey. That's w-e-a-r-l-i-v-e-l-y.com slash jersey. And all you have to do is enter jersey. That's capital j-e-r-s-e-y at the checkout. How cool is that? It's only available in the U.S., but again, it's w-e-a-r-l-i-v-e-l-y dot com. It's so easy, and you get $10 off, so do it, because I love them, and I love Natasha, so keep listening. You know what I want to know? I want to know before we get into all things Natasha. um, I want to know what you're in love with right now besides like your fiance and your comedy show? Like what Mm. things, is there anything you're binging? Because you just got back from a tour. Did you take like a few days to just like shut off and just like watch
0: TV or? We didn't watch any TV once. We never even turned a TV on. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh God, what am I in love with right now? It doesn't have to be TV. No, no, no. I mean, I'm trying to give a a couple different answers here. As far as past time I've been really in love with learning languages again
1: yeah
0: um started started relearning Spanish and then learning French before leaving oh and I decided to learn them relearn them in tandem because I used to be conversationally fluent in Spanish but I lost so much of it yeah and unless I'm drunk and in Mexico, it does not come back. So <laughs> that's what so, she said. you'd be surprised what drinking in Mexico can do to you. The tequila down there is really good. That's and so good. all of a sudden you can speak Spanish, um,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> you're going to um, get a tequila sponsor. sponsors. Out I, of no,
0: I just podcast. had a meeting this morning. Um, of so that's going to happen for oh, sure.
1: Guys, you heard it here first.
0: Um, so, yeah, I really want to get proficient in Spanish and French. And potentially another language since I'm doing it all right now. Um, That's been a thing. Um, I started playing around on my guitar, which my mom just got me for my birthday.
1: Oh my God, I love it.
0: She learned guitar when she was 34. And so she got me a guitar for my 34th birthday. So I feel like it's a little challenge that I have to learn how to play. And my grandma knows how to play. So eventually I want us all to play together.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So I'm trying to put my pastimes into some things that can make me a more well-rounded human being rather than just be entertained by something
1: else. All right. So we're not going to talk about game of Thrones or (laughs) dead to me or wine country. I've
0: never actually seen game of Thrones. Natasha. Not one episode, not one episode, not even one episode. I feel like you'd be into it. I probably would. And I think that's the fear is that I just don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But after I'm done shooting this and doing a few other things this summer, I wanna have like three weeks where I just do nothing, which is
1: impossible. But like do that.
0: I wanna do nothing. <laughs> I want somebody to take me somewhere and I wanna do
1: nothing. You wanna do nothing. <laughs> I I mean I love the idea of that. I used to always be like go, 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 and now mm-hmm. I just want nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you meatballs, but nothing sounds great.
0: Sometimes a break is so needed.
1: Well, so with Game of Thrones right now, a lot of people, like season eight, this is the last season, the final episode is happening this Sunday. It's a whole thing. I recently became invested in it because yeah. I had to do that dance show and dress up as Khaleesi. Yeah. So I like binged Gay of Thrones, which is a funnier die series that one of the guys from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy who's hilarious hosts and that's oh an God. easy way to like get catched up. Catched up, catched up, catched up, catched up, guys. And I'm sober. That's the problem. (laughs) When I don't drink, I can't speak correctly. No. Um, And it's the it's so good and so funny. So that like helped. Okay, gay of Thrones. gay of Thrones. So you got to watch that on Funny or Die. Sure. But the thing is, people are like really unhappy with all the writing and like Uh, what's been happening with season eight to the point where a fan started a petition to get HBO to rewrite all of the episodes for season eight and re-air them. And over this, I think the petition was started yesterday and over 500,000 people have signed it already holy
0: fuck like you're a writer could you imagine i don't think what HBO's- if hbo doesn't do it what could netflix then come in and be like that would be cool we're gonna recast game of thrones and shoot it the way the people wanted right wouldn't that be so fun i would watch that wouldn't that be funny if every single streaming platform just redid game of Thrones? did their own version Mm-hmm. And then there was just like this massive actual Game of Thrones-like war between all the streaming platforms.
1: <laughs> like all of the Khaleesi fought each my other. my brain automatically goes into like produce? She's 100%. She's already there. <laughs> she has a meeting at Netflix no. already. It's happening. That would happening. be so
0: funny. And I, that would make me watch it. I think we should
1: do that. Oh my gosh. If we had just,
0: or like, let's get together and recast the whole thing ourselves and rewrite the
1: I mean, it's so crazy. Like, I feel like everyone... I I, I think that would actually be really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Also, HBO is also prepping to lose so many memberships
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: everyone, like signed up for game of thrones and now they've already like laid off people apparently because they already know they're going to lose so much money from it and what did they do with the person who left the
0: starbucks cup in the episode did exactly. they murder them i or... think they're not
1: they're <laughs> no longer with us um i think that's the things, things are getting the... crazy you over a little bit you know a little bit well, i knew
0: about that because everyone made such a big deal out about it and that is because I mean, it's it's a time it's
1: a period piece man yeah it was perfect timing for that show i did because i I was supposed to come out being held by the dragons holding the dragon egg and instead i was drinking the starbucks cup that said mother of dragons it's very on point (laughs) very on point so many people you crushed it i wish i could have seen it oh it's okay but i
0: know i know i can picture it it's all good
1: (laughs) um a lot of people have been texting me also about britney spears um have you seen that her manager larry rudolph yesterday also came out Said with that she
0: wasn't going to perform anymore never right?
1: performing again which what? I don't believe
0: wait what I don't understand I saw that and I was like what I, I don't
1: know if what it's is that like a tactic to like make everyone think that like he's all about like her well-being and like everything because a lot of people are coming down on her management and her dad and just everyone saying that for they're just using not. her for
0: all her money and fame and you know yeah making her go crazy yeah could you imagine like never being able to perform again what why were they saying that though that she doesn't want to or that they're refusing to let her that
1: she really they want to focus want her to focus on just life being a normal person like she's been performing since she was
0: yeah but it's kind of too late for that now (laughs) that's how i feel when you're britney spears you're kind of Britney Spears now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you.
1: You are Britney forever. Mm-hmm. I just wonder. There was a funny meme about um, what what's the the room from Fifty Shades of Grey? Um, the um, I I can't think right now. It's the worst. oh the red room. No, like the special. <laughs> um, Wasn't uh, that what they called it? I the- gotta pull it up. Hold on. So many people sent it to me, and I love it. A few of me- you meatballs sent it to me, and it made me really. Really happy. Okay. I have a pleasure room. Do you want to see it? And then oh, it's a picture pleasure. of like Britney Spears just like shit everywhere. And, it, and literally <laughs> that's what my dorm room looked like. It was all the things.
0: I was even looking around your place and you have so much Britney paraphernalia just nestled in here. It's really embarrassing. No, I love it. You have a <laughs> Britney you. candle. Numbers of Britney candles. Did somebody <laughs> make those for you? No,
1: I, those are from listeners. Oh my God. Ew. Those it's, are so cool. I'm obsessed with them. Um, I'm also obsessed with... um your abs and there is a (laughs) funny headline so jersey shores ronnie ortiz recently went under the knife plastic surgery it's like this new procedure that like you couldn't get done 10 years ago and it's all it's going to be broadcasted on the tv show the doctors where supposedly he is going to wake up and just have a six pack like apparently this is a new surgery you can get and he got it um I'm not getting that surgery, so I want to know. And I feel like a lot of people who have seen your picture, who have seen all of your photo shoots, I want to know what you do for your abs and what you did when you were on tour and like how did you stay fit and all of that. um, You
0: know, this is really funny, actually. I used to be inspired in high school by Britney Spears' amazing abs. I really was. And I heard that she did like a thousand crunches a day. Uh So I started
1: doing that when I was in high school. You started doing the... The thousand. Mm-hmm. I think I got to like fifteen, and I gave up. Like I've never <laughs> been an ab person. Like it's never going to be. I've a thing always for me. been an
0: ab person. You're and, so lucky. And so I've, I've had, always wanted them,
1: but I've never had them.
0: Yeah, I've just I've had I've had good abs since I was in high school, and they just never went away after after that. I think just okay, so because i started. I've been
1: in- doing the thousand crunches and you got the abs or you always had them and then no I got
0: abs and then they just never went away after that because I kept I kept in shape I mean I got in the best shape of my life in
1: my
0: once I turned 30 yeah yeah it's weird right my body changed in a good way I don't know I mean it kind of leaned I leaned out a little Mm. bit and so um yeah abs have just been my my good my good spot. I don't know. I, I I try to give people tips, and I don't know if it always works because our bodies are built differently. Oh, totally. Um, I don't really... I drink plenty of beer, and I definitely drink a lot of other things as well. And uh, <laughs> so it's not diet by any means. I eat well.
1: You but... eat well. Okay. So, mm-hmm. like, what kind of... Like, what do you normally eat to, like, just stay clean besides meatballs? Um,
0: dude, I eat a lot of hummus. I eat hummus, like, every day. Really? Mm-hmm. I eat it like it's going out of style. It's like one of the only things I eat in Europe.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't um, know that about you.
0: Yeah, I'm obsessed with hummus. Um, I love meat, any form of meat. I just devoured the meatballs that uh, Jacqueline gave me. Yeah. Um, we eat a lot of chicken, bison, um, ground, lean ground beef, um, vegetables. Do a lot of vegetables. Not a big fruit person.
1: Well, there's a lot of sugar in fruit. Yeah. I mean, it's good for you. There's I, a lot of... I just... Yeah, I just... You know yeah
0: i have to be in the mood for it okay um that's pretty much it i don't really like put anything strict as far as i just try to like overall eat well okay but i feel like when people try to do too strict of stuff they end up like freaking out and binging on a whole cake eventually oh 100 and i just i don't know i just kind of eat
1: what i want here and there and then work out really hard <laughs> so was it hard to like <laughs> find stuff Mm. that you liked to eat over in Europe? Like, how did that? Because I know that was hard for me.
0: Yes. Did I talk to you about that at all? Oh, my gosh. By the end of it, like, our diet in Europe was not great because we were, like, probably very undernourished Mm. because I couldn't find – here's one thing I noticed. Once we got out of – when we were in the U.K., we were kind of just eating at our hotel for the most part. And then once we got into Germany, we realized that there wasn't there like kebabs and and uh, pitas were the same term for just euros. What? Like when you saw a kebab stand, I'd be like, oh, perfect. I'm just going to get some grilled chicken on a stick. Like kebabs were fucking euros with a bunch of shit in there and like creamy sauce And because I couldn't speak the language, I didn't know how to order stuff right. And um, so I ended up just getting a bunch of food that I didn't want all the time. Me and Rachel ended up spending so much money on food that we didn't want to eat at all. Oh, my God. Um, And everything was bread. So Um, a lot of times we would order food and it would just be like something we didn't want. So we would just eat the bread basket. So we were under eating, but only eating carbs. All the carbs. And so we both just felt like... Malnourished once we got to the end of the trip because we were like, we can't find anything we want. Oh my God. It was really weird, but we just probably don't know what to order. You know what? The one thing that I loved that I wish I could eat everywhere was escargot.
1: Really? Escargot was amazing. You liked it? Yes. Have oh. you had it? Yeah, I need to try it again. I actually had damn, it pet was so good snails when I was a little kid. <laughs> but like, only had them for a little bit, and they scared me at a certain point. So I like gave them to my grandfather, and I think he made escargot out of them. Um, go, grandpa! Yeah, many. Yeah, I maybe should try them again. What do they taste like? It it honestly they did they tasted
0: like mussels or something.
1: Okay, I like mussels. Yeah,
0: they were really, really good. good. Um I wasn't sure. It's more the sauce that you like dip it in, isn't yeah, that it? They they kind of dump like butter and yeah. pesto into the shell. I would enjoy it. So that. when you pull it out, it just has all this flavor. Love oh, a good they, pesto. They were de- sauce. delightful. <laughs> um So that was that was news to me. I didn't expect to go overseas and be like, you know. Got to put my stamp of approval on that
1: snail's <laughs> dish, but <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> it was great. I want to know. So your co-headliner, Rachel O'Brien, mm-hmm. she's going to be on the podcast next week. Oh, cool. So I want to know what you've kind of taken away or like embarrassing moments or like stuff that you got away from the tour, if that makes sense. Um, we didn't but separate from her.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to separate them because, you know, we did everything together. Yeah. Um, Embarrassing wasn't the right term. we definitely had <laughs> okay, this is really funny. um there was a lot of like little language barrier things. Mm-hmm. There was a big one that I didn't tell you about yet. there was <laughs> um our like second or third to last night in Paris. we decided to dress up really fancy. Yeah, you guys looked hot, and we the night before, we had eaten at this really expensive place called Monsieur Bleu. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> by the, um, with the view of the Eiffel Tower. Uh-huh. But the food was so expensive, so we just like shared a dish and drank- got a bottle of wine yeah. and just watched the Eiffel Tower light up, and then we left. Okay. Um, so the night that we dressed up, we were like, we can't really afford to like eat the way we want to at that place again, but we want to sit by the tower. So we just got a backpack full of wine. And sat on a bridge by the tower, like dressed to the tens. And it was one of the funnest nights we had. We just went and sat, uh, drank our little bottles of wine. We had some chicken and some hummus that we got at a local grocery store. And that was like our little picnic. But after that, we went to go meet up with some friends that were at this place. When they spelled it out over text, it was, it looked like shot Noir. Okay. So when we got in a car, I was like, we need to go to the Chate Noir. Well, apparently, when you say the T harsh, that means pussy. (gasps) And if you do the T silent, that means cat. So we were trying to go to the Black Cat, but we ended up being taken to a seedy part of town to a place called the Black Pussy. Which is the part of town where prostitution is still legal. So we got dropped off. Oh my God. So we got dropped off and we're in this part of town that's desolate. There's nowhere to go. We're kind of freaking out. We're both in heels and there's cobblestones. And so Rachel twists her ankle and like busts her knee because we're in heels trying to walk on streets that you can't walk in heels on. So we're looking for a place to go inside of to, like, get a Band-Aid. You're, like, in
1: Les Miserables.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) And we run into this, like, rocker bar because that's all we could find. And we had this moment where we were downstairs in the stalls next to each other, and we hear dudes in the bathroom. And I'm like, Rachel, I think we're in the men's bathroom. And we hear guys peeing out there. Oh, my God. What I didn't realize was that the urinal trough was on the wall and the stalls were right next to it. So, I had this panic moment like, oh, we're in this crazy, creepy rocker bar on the wrong side of town in our dresses. We're going to get like totally harassed while we're down here. But we walked out of the stall, and these two dudes could not give a fuck about us because we were dressed (laughs) too well for their liking. We were too (laughs) covered up. We were too covered up. We were too classy. (laughs) And we walk upstairs and. Uh, that was the nicest people we had ever met. The bartender was amazing. Got this whole like first aid kit out and like patched her little scrape up on her knee. And the, the bartender's girlfriend was translating for us and they ordered us some tequila shots. So we walked into like the most seedy place and ended up, and it ended up being the nicest people we met in Paris. And then when we finally, when we finally got a new car and met our friends, we ended up at the Black Cat. And when we walked in, I was like, you told us to go to the Shot Noir. And he goes, no, no, no. That's Black Pussy. You can't say it. You're like, yeah, we know. (laughs) I was like, we figured it out. (laughs) We figured it out. So, and it ended up being fine, but it was this little tiny language barrier thing that made for a very adventurous
1: (laughs) night. Fuck. So you guys went... You went to a lot. So you started out in New York. Yes. You had Tone Bell on a show. Mm-hmm. I think my friend Griffin Moore from the Whiskey Brooklyn actually came to that show. I don't know if. He got oh to meet yeah. Him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he sent me pictures of you guys, which is even creepier that like you didn't. Meet no, him. <laughs> I know he should have just, just come up and been like, yeah. That's really funny. Um, and you were in Prague, Berlin, Paris, Edinburgh, um, England. Did I miss anything? We were in Inverness
0: first, oh, then okay. Edinburgh, then uh, London, Berlin, Prague, and Paris. Yeah.
1: So I want to know, and not even that everyone listening is going to be planning a comedy tour in Europe, but there are, I'm sure people listening that want to go to Europe or yeah. want to plan a trip. How did you even like sit down and plan like the course of action from like city to city and like where you should stay? Oh my gosh! And all of that.
0: This process was so rigorous. Like we, the first.
1: The first
0: opportunity we got was because I'd been asked to come out and perform in Inverness. Okay. So, and I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to just go by myself. And I didn't want to just go to Inverness and come back. Yeah. So I was like, I might as well turn this into something. Inverness is like in a way to be top of Scotland by the Highlands. Okay.
1: I just so think then, of the Loch Ness Monster when yeah, I hear that. Yeah. And that's what Rachel said too. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? I don't, I'm not familiar.
0: Well, and so... We, me and Rachel started talking and I was like, if we do this, you know, we should put together a whole tour. Her and I literally got together for a glass of wine in like December. Yeah. Had no plans of what we were going to talk about. We did a test run of working together in early February on shows that she already had booked. Mm -hmm. um, But in cities that I happen to have good fan bases as well. Yeah. And then after that, we went full fledged into planning this. So we literally planned it from mid February, all of March. We left in the middle of April, yeah, so it was like two months' worth of planning. Um, we looked at a map and we gave ourselves like ten different route options mm-hmm. and started planning out where where we could logistically be by what dates okay. and emailing all those cities, like fifty different venues or comedy clubs in each city. Mm-hmm um with us with this time frame of dates like we'll be there between the 21st and the 22nd of this month okay. um we'll be there between the 22nd and the 25th of this month and we waited till we got yeses like we had a couple of things that were pending like amsterdam was one of our potential stops um and it was pending until like two weeks before we left and then we ended up not taking the deal that they offered. Okay. And so we skipped Amsterdam. So then we stayed in London a day longer and went to Berlin a day earlier. But like stuff like that, I mean, we, we really put a lot of, the amount of emails we sent just preparing for this was probably in the like thousands? tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but I mean, it was in the thousands for sure,
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it was a lot. Um, so if someone wanted to do something like this, the first step is pull out a map, then start emailing. Yeah. <laughs> pull out a map and kind of plan a
0: couple different route options. Okay. And start thinking about where you logistically can go. Because you don't want to set yourself up for failure by saying you want to go to London first and then to Paris and then to Berlin and then to Barcelona. It's going to be like this weird... I mean, flights once you're in Europe are kind of pretty easy. But you it's nice to kind of go somewhere close by. If you miss a flight, you want to know that you can maybe get a train. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Because you, you, don't, you don't ever know. Something might go wrong. Um, luckily for us, knock on everything, but nothing did. I mean, all of our flights were good. Our first flight to Europe from New York to Inverness was delayed nine hours. Oh, my God. But I was smart enough to give us a 12-hour layover in Dublin just in case that happened. Because <laughs> people had told me that on um, the flights overseas, sometimes there'll be, like, massive chunks of delay, especially yeah. with these new planes that are, like, falling out of the sky and changing everybody's routes. Yeah. So you have to kind of plan for those kind of things. Um but yeah, and then we started emailing hotels in every city and seeing who we could partner with. And so we got all of our hotels sponsored. Oh,
1: yeah. Can you tell the
0: meatballs about the WeGo app? Oh, yes. WeGo. Oh, my gosh. Um, WeGo is an app that I'm an ambassador for. Um, uh-huh. It's a new app that is trip sharing. It's a trip sharing platform. WeGo is spelt W-I-G-O, and it's called WeGo Trips. So if you find the app and you put the code comedy in, you can bypass the waiting list and join the app. But basically what it allows, it's like how Uber is for ride sharing or Airbnb is for house sharing. This is for trip sharing. So basically if you set up trips, say you have a trip you want to go to, to Hawaii, but only four of your friends want to go. But it would be way more affordable if 10 people went in these excursions you want to do. You can link up with like-minded travelers from anywhere in the world and there's like a whole travel profile thing Mm -hmm. and you can get people to come and join up on your trips and it's just like a cool way to meet people from other places. That's so cool. So there's 30 of us ambassadors and now we're all really good friends and we live like all over the world. I love that. And they sponsored our flights to Europe, which was cool.
1: Um you have Natasha's book of thoughts and so <laughs> Natasha like you were was it Prague when you were younger? Yes. You I mean this is uh, the travel bug has always been in you. Mhm. Um and so I feel like, I feel like I recently read an article where you like adventure and you like comedy. And Voyage LA. Yeah. yeah that's yep. it. So yeah. If you want to check out more stuff about Natasha and if you haven't heard the first episode that she did, I think it's episode <laughs> number five of What's Her Jersey. You can read Voyage LA and just look up her name and there's such a background story on you there. But this is something you've always been, you know, passionate about. Yeah. Can you tell them what your journal was like when you were overseas?
0: How old were you? I was 14. Um, Prague happened a little bit later, but um, when I was 14, I was a student ambassador for the U.S. in Europe with a company called People to People. (laughs) Have you heard of it? No. No, (laughs) People to People. And so I was over in Europe for a summer and we had to keep these journals and we, we, we got them collected like halfway through the trip. And I had been journaling every night for like an hour or two hours. I didn't know how much I liked writing until this trip. Yeah. Um, But I was writing about like funny things like what I told you, like language barriers or funny experiences or pranks. We were playing on each other because we were fucking 14 and um, the chaperones read our journals and they almost kicked me off because they were like, we've been really excited to read your journals. All your roommates have been telling us how long you journal every night and you're not writing about art and you're not writing about buildings. and You're not writing about this. And I was like, but I'm writing about culture and I'm writing about people and I'm writing about funny stuff. Yeah. And I, I like argued my way into staying on the trip. I was like, this is what's important to me. So sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> but that's so seeing cool. a painting doesn't like make me feel anything. I was too young for that to make you feel anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they let me keep journaling and I stayed on the trip and I didn't stop journaling after that. So I always knew that traveling and, noticing funny things was like too high up things on my, you know, on my life list. And so, yeah, I think that's why I like creating my own tours so much because it gives me the chance to do both. Both. Mm -hmm.
1: And I feel like that's what you should do. If there's something that like speaks to you so much and that you're good at, you're so good at organizing it. And you're also really good at raising money and getting things done. Do you have any advice for anyone that... Is trying to like go on a vacation, go on a tour, do something like that when it comes to money. Because I think that's a scary part of it. You're like, oh, I can never make that work. I don't have enough money.
0: Well, I did my first Caribbean trip, um, tour a couple years ago and I basically was like, I'm going to buy the tickets. I had a friend out there that I could stay with. So I knew that the housing wasn't going to cost anything. And I reached out to different venues that would usually have a band, and I was like, what do you normally pay your band? Well, I'm one person, so I'll cost like a third of that. And if you just pay me that, I'll come and do some comedy there. And so it was cheaper for them. And, you know, now I can sell tickets and now I can make money that way and I can make a lot more. Um, but you have to kind of, just like with anything, with it, if you want to get a movie made, make, it, make something you can afford the first time. And make it as good as you can. And get it seen. You know, uh, with tours, it was the same thing. Like you have to start small and start with what you can afford. Mm-hmm. And then once you have something to show somebody, you can put together like a little package or whatever and give it to different brands. Like now I'm at a point where I can go to brands that I really resonate with and say, if, if I do this, I know you'll get this much, much exposure and I can offer them something in return. And, um, you know, so it just takes time. It it just takes time to kind of figure out what those brand partnerships are and, you know, you don't really, you can't really ask for money right away from people, (laughs) but eventually once you prove yourself, nobody is upset by you asking anymore.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it, it also takes an inner self-confidence, like you're confident in yourself and what you produce and what you have to offer. Yeah. So I think really believing in what you're doing. Well, and doing enough where you
0: actually have that belief and it's real. You know, I feel like a lot of people believe in themselves in the early stages and I did too, but I didn't really have enough to back it up yet. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at a point where I'm like I can do I can do an hour and I can produce things and they don't turn out like shit and I know how to, you know, direct a a shot and I know how to do I know how to do enough now where I'm like, "All right, if you take a chance on me,
1: it's going to be a good chance. <laughs> How do you get through like the struggle moments? Cause I feel like that's what people, you know, that's when they give up. That's because there are going to be moments of struggling. Dude, it's our hardships. group of friends, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, having
0: people in, having just friends that are going through similar things that we all keep each other in check. We all have days like that. But the fact that I can like call you up and be like, dude, I need a glass of wine right (laughs) now or something and we can just vent to each other. We've bonded Um,
1: over relationship stuff. Yeah. A lot.
0: Yeah. Um, And, And it's okay to have those days. I mean, we're, you know, we all have those, whether it's with work or relationship or just like personal or family, there's always something going wrong. I mean that's just how nothing's perfect. That's how life is. That's the life pendulum. Yeah, and so just having your homies that you can hit up and be like, "Help,
1: help a sister out today." It's so crazy, but that's so important. It is huge. I can't like stress it enough. Like I, you really need to have a support system. That's especially I think how we've made it this long in Mm -hmm. LA you know, just because it is hard new, you you are going to fall down and you're going to have disappointments and rejections. Oh yes. Every day. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. But But those are good. And they're character building. (laughs) They're great. totes. I love them. And we all relate over that. Like, you know, we all go through the same struggles. So it's a lot. So to me, that's the biggest point is like, Keep your friends close and just don't make enemies.
1: (laughs) I think, and also, and I'll definitely talk about it um, once Rachel's on next week, um, the not having, like, drama with girlfriends and also just kind of, like, running your own race. Yes. And keeping blinders on and kind Mm of, you know, taking time for yourself and Mm -hmm. not, like, letting everyone into, like, every single moment. Yep. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do need, You need, especially with social media and all that, you have to have a balance. Like yeah. even last night I knew like everyone was up at haha ha for yeah. Jack's birthday
1: and I'm paying for it today.
0: Well, and see, and that's why I was like, you know, I have too much to do the next couple of days. And yeah. I had to sit that one out. You have to like let go of the fear of missing out. Very much
1: so. Oh my god.
0: Because I I have a good time every time I go out with friends. But like sometimes I have you just have need... a girl
1: that lives inside me that I have to be like, Shut the fuck up. No. Yeah. You're not coming out tonight. That's
0: like what Eliza Schlesinger's <laughs> little green monster oh yeah, whenever, whenever she has goblin. her party goblin. Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. Like but I wanna have fun all the time. I relate to that so much. It's I'm like so hard. Yeah.
0: You wanna be you wanna be the person that's having the best time, but I'm also reminding myself, Well fuck, I just got back from Europe. I have a special coming out and I leave to perform in the Caribbean in five days. Like I need to be a good girl. I think I can handle chilling. (laughs)
1: You're so chill. Um, I love you. I could talk to you for another like eight hours. I know.
0: I know. And we will just not on the
1: record. (laughs) Yeah. Natasha has a audition to go to. I do. Yes. And I have to take a nap and prep for a show. Yes. Do too much stuff. Um, in the meantime, we always do a special read.
0: Mm-hmm. at the end of the
1: podcast i don't know if i made you do this last time
0: i think you had me do something i can't remember what it was It was yeah. like
1: was it like slain dion lyrics or something <laughs> <laughs> well it's not this time um so while you look over this i picked the song work bitch by britney spears because i feel like it really embodies all things you um you look over that and you can either do it in a jersey accent wisconsin accent you could do it in your new french Um, anything you want, um, while you look over that, I just want to say meatballs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, for listening. Uh, please subscribe, review and share with your friends. If you haven't done that already, I can't do this without you. And I love doing it and i want to keep it going also again thank you to my sponsor lively this week and for a limited time you guys heard this before get ten dollars off your first order by visiting where slash jersey it's w e a r l i v e l y dot com slash jersey and all you have to do is enter jersey capital j e r s e y at the checkout do it. Again, it's W E A R L I V E L Y dot com. I love it. You're gonna love their stuff. It's amazing. I'm actually wearing their bra right now. And I think my boobs look pretty cute, right? They do. Thank you. I want one. Yes, you should get one. Um, and use the code jersey at checkout for ten dollars <laughs> off. Um, all right, girl. Give us your work bitch read.
0: Oh, my work bitch read. Okay, so I've been obsessed with doing my Batman voice lately. Ooh. And I did it for Rachel in Europe, and she hated it. Oh, she
1: hated <laughs> it. it's so scary.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so I intrigued. I feel like I need to read this in uh, the Batman voice. Do it. And you don't have to read the whole thing. You can read whatever you want. <laughs> it makes me laugh when I do it. I have to get the giggles out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very excited.
0: You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? You want a Maserati? You better work, bitch. You want a Lamborghini? Sipping martinis? Look hot in a bikini? You better work, bitch.
1: <laughs> that was so epic. I think um, Ben Affleck should have hired you, and maybe he wouldn't have bombed as Batman.
0: Oh my god, that's
1: amazing. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug, promote, or let everyone know where they can find you? Oh Pimp my goodness, out, girl.
0: Well, your
1: podcast also, we didn't even talk
0: about that. Yes, my podcast um yes, listen to that. I've had Jacqueline on, I'll have mm-hmm. her on again. I just started doing recurring guests finally too. Yeah, you're um, getting up
1: there, girl. Man, time. Time is a biatch. Yeah, um, the latest episode, I actually, I'm in the middle of it and I loved with Steve Renazzisi. Is you say it? And yeah. I have Tony Baker coming up
0: and mm-hmm. hopefully Sam Richardson if um, if uh, our scheduling works well before I leave for the Caribbean. And then I'm doing a live recording of it in the Caribbean. Oh, awesome. It's called Future Role Model. Future Role Model. Mm-hmm. And, yep, so you can find everything on my website, www.nphcomedy.com, which stands for Natasha Pearl Hansen. Sometimes people look at MPH Comedy, which is miles per hour, and that is not me. Um, <laughs> Very different. NPH, Natasha Pearl Hanson, nphcomedy.com. Um, and nphcomedy.com backslash T-I-X is where all my upcoming tour shows and dates will be. Nice. So... Coming up by this weekend, I will have, um, if you live in the Madison, Wisconsin area or Chicago area, yes. I would love for you to come to my live taping of my special um, because it was supposed to actually be my wedding day. I still have like 20, um, what do you call them? Room block rooms. So mm-hmm. if you want to travel and you need a room block, oh yes. uh, hit me up directly. Message me on Instagram at comedy. And I will give you the room block code because we might as well use them. Totally. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the big stuff I have coming up and everything else you'll see on Instagram. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, that's such a hard question. Mm -hmm. I've been asked that for so many years and it always changes because that's life. Mm -hmm. But um, I've always wanted to be like the next Tina Fey type. Mm -hmm. I, if you could... Tina Fey and Chappelle into One Human. That's who I want to be as far as like creating my own TV series and touring the way that I want. I love it. And so... I see it happening. I want, to see, I want to be the baby of Tina and, and Chappelle.
1: You're 10 years in. It's, it's all hitting now. You want You want We're to be their baby. It. You are. I mean, you're mixed. It's perfect. You're beautiful. You have the abs of Britney Spears 2001. Oh, my God. It's I all wish. happening. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having you're me. So I love busy, you. So I really, really appreciate it. Keep
0: supporting everything Jacqueline does. She's amazing. She's oh, the best. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I love you. And I love you, meatballs. And I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Just put your paws up.
0: Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstar.